I got a question for you. Yeah. I went to, you know, the place that we all went to before going to Hamilton. Yes. So went to pick up food there tonight. We got, we got pizzas and came back and there was an inch of cheese on there. Like I kid you not. It was yeah. like, like so much. You, do you like it, that? You like that? I would I like that. It, I thought it was gross. Oh, really? It was just like too much. Would you, would you like as much, like, like too much, ridiculous amount of cheese? It was like having um, like an inch of frosting on a cake or something. I guess that, that would be I would do an inch of frosting this. on a cake. The, <laughs> an inch of, of cheese layered onto a pizza might be a little bit much. In my, in my old days, I would probably go for that. Right now, um, diarrhea for three weeks. <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. It's like uh, five years ago or even like a year ago, I think that it would have been, it would have been good. But I started eating that. And I was like, this is not worth it. Yeah. And I put it away. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just try to like peel a little bit of the layer off of it and then just have a more reasonable amount. Cause Julie, food is like a commodity right now. You know, that's right. Like, right. It's weight in gold. Well, Julie's idea is we'll take the cheese off and then we'll put our own cheese back on. That's an appropriate amount. You just rip the layer of cheese off that they provided you, roll it up, and then just put it in the fridge. And then you can grate that on the things when you need it. it yeah, that's actually a decent idea. Every once in a while, you get some shaved chicken and bacon <laughs> and onion in, in the mix. Yeah. I mean, it that's won't not a bad you. idea. But that's the problem is like, if I take off this whole layer, all the toppings are suspended in the cheese. There's that much cheese to where it's not beneath or above. Oh. It's, it's inside. It's, it's like when, when your aunt would like um, put fruit inside the jello, it was just like floating there in the middle. How do you know my aunt and the, I and mean, the fruit and the jello? Everybody's got that aunt. Hey everyone, welcome to Make Me Like This. I am Jeff. I'm here virtually, virtually with Brandon. Yeah, I'm at my house. I'm in the comfort of my basement. You're in your basement, right? Yeah, it, it never looks different here. It, yours looks like a living room, though. Yours looks nice. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, before this whole thing happened um, over Christmas, I had a just the idea that, you know what, I want to try to work from home more. So I'm going to make a, a better environment to do that. So we've had this, this extra room in the basement um, that up until that point had just been a box room of crap that we have, you know, yet to find a use for since we've moved three, four years ago. And um, I cleared everything out. I painted the walls and um, got a new desk, got a external monitor and really set myself up so that it could be um, a comfortable environment to work from home. Little did I know this would be like my full time. I'd be spending more time down here <laughs> than any other room in the house. And it feels like the walls are starting to 
to cave in on me a little bit as we're heading into, I think, the fourth week of, of um, remoteness and um, social distancing, specifically working from home and not leaving the house. I haven't left the house. I, I went to get the mail one of these days and almost stepped foot off of the curb and off of my property. Other than that, I've not left um, <laughs> the confines of my home. How are you getting food? So we did a Kroger click list. And um, so the, the Meyer version of that is backlogged like seven, 10 days. You can't get a, you can't get a delivery. You, you can't even get a pickup. Um, so we tried Kroger and Kroger click list is pretty good where you do all of the shopping online and then you get a date and ours I think was only three or four days out um, from the date of you know picking everything and they pack everything up for you. You pull into a, into a parking spot and um, open up your hatch and they put everything in there for you. It's, there's no contact and you drive away. And that was pretty good. I didn't do that. My wife did that um, while I was working, but um, it seemed to be, it seemed to work for us. So, um, but I think you said that you go to kind of like a mom and pop store near you. Is that right? Yeah. Got a grocery store that's like three miles from my house. So it's pretty, that's pretty close when you live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, true. Uh, there's, it's relatively low volume of traffic when I'm in there on a regular, during regular times. It's not uncommon for me to be the only shopper in the store. How frequently have you, have you been to this place in the past couple of weeks? In the past couple of weeks? Me personally or just yeah. our members of our house? Someone of your family, yeah. Um, we probably go once a week once a week okay so you're not doing what we're doing where we see an opportunity to get a bunch of groceries we get as much as we can get um to hold us out for as long as we possibly can before the next big load coming through which i guess makes sense because you know you have an environment where you can just kind of pop over there little bit you know with less risk because it's less populated and um you know y you have less of a concern of of scarcity because of your situation and for us it's more of like okay what is left in the um you know on their website that you can you can put put in your cart and um have someone assemble that for you because there were, there was actually things that we you know paid for um you know, they ask you to pay up front and then upon delivery, like when, when they go to collect the things that morning, a lot of it isn't there. So there's either substitutions or omissions. And in this, this time that we went last week, um, they didn't include like the three pounds of hamburger. They didn't include like the big thing of frozen chicken breast, stuff like that, like some of the main things. Right. So we got a bunch of stuff, but we're going to need stuff again real soon. So, um, I feel like you probably don't have that mindset of like, you know, almost hoarding, right? Because it's, it's not, it's not a feeling of, of scarcity to you. First off, I'm going to make you like quarantine. 
that's that's what I'm going to make you like for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but it, to that point, yeah, um, I think a lot of my mindset has to do with the conditions that I see at our grocery store. Uh, in the first week, it was kind of it was kind of rough because people were panicking even yeah. at that store. The produce was gone. Uh, it, it was tough to get anything from the meat counter. Um, you know, luckily they had beer that I wanted and that was, that was good. That was good enough. Uh, but even, even now you go in there, it's not like it's completely unchanged. There are more people in there now on a regular basis, which is, hilarious right yeah. because there should be less right out period uh but there's probably like 10 to 12 people that i'll see in that store uh when i go um the cans on the shelves like there's more shelf space than there used to be yeah uh so so i do feel the need a little bit of like oh shoot they got Fruit Loops, I got to get those yeah, because they might not have them the next time they come. Um, but if I was going to like Myers is a 10 minute drive and Julie said she went by there and it was like Armageddon yeah. and there was just too many people there and it just wasn't, it was a crazy environment. So we've been staying sane with that. Um, also, I haven't I've been to that local store maybe twice out of the last couple weeks. Yeah. Julie has been going most of the time and that helps me a lot because I'll put a list together of things that I want. And then I just kind of like don't, I, cause I, I could panic about food cause food is important to me. The first thing yeah. when a, when a snowstorm comes, I think, man, we got to go get, like a couple of things we can ride this thing out. Yeah. So I've been intentionally trying to stay away from the store and putting the faith in my spouse uh, that she'll take care of things. And that has been kind of freeing for me a little bit. Yeah. What is, what is her process? Um, having gone out into the wild like that exposed to, you know, possibly, um, you know, something that, that could, uh, uh, make her ill. And like when she comes home after being there or you come home after being there, do you kind of strip down in the, in the garage and then leave the clothes and then run into the shower? And then like, you know, that it, crazy as that sounds, you know, some people are doing that. Right. So like, I'm, I'm trying to gauge like what our, um, mentality is with, with someone else's family. So what happens when, when she comes home from, from coming on, uh, when she comes home from that kind of a trip? Good question. First off, our mentality isn't, um, that someone else is going to make us sick. We're behaving as if we have it and could give it to other people. Yeah. And so I, I know that seems like a, like a minor nuance, but what what we're our our thought is if because you could have it you and I could have it right now yeah um, we could get sick within two weeks 
um, or we could never show symptoms and just just pass it on, right? Yeah. So I think part of the part of the anxiety that folks are are feeling is that they feel like the world's out to get them. Yeah. And I think that that's part of this hoarding mentality is like, um, like it's, it's a, it's a selfish fear that folks have that they're going to get sick and die, which legitimately people are getting sick and dying. Right. So I'm, I'm not like casting that aside, but, um, you know, at the, at the same time, it's not just, I, th- I think there's other people that are like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not worried about getting sick. You shouldn't be worried about getting sick. You should be worried that like you have it and you're going to come in contact with a person who's going to come in contact with their grandmother, who's going to basically kill their grandmother. So you, you're killing someone else's grandmother. Yeah. Um, so it, like with that, um, what, what we've been doing is um, the, you know, the, the face coverings. You do. And do, uh, yeah. what, what kind of, what, what do you cover your face with? Do you have like a, a mask? No, cause we're not hoarding masks because um, healthcare professionals should be the ones, the people on the front lines should be the ones that have those, yeah. um, those actual special masks. So what do, but, what do you use then? Um, just, just cloth color coverings. Okay. And, and, um, you know, I've, I've seen more people out, like the, the further on that this goes, like I, I see, I see more people out with it, but you know, the, the basic thing is like, um, you know, do, do what you can that if you were to cough, it's not going to like spread it out into the world. Right. Right. I think, I think the other thing too, is at, at first I was kind of like, it's haunting to see all the different things. Um, when we, everyone in my, in my local store wears a mask and do has, really? Including uh, the workers since the start of this, the workers too. The yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Every every employee has a mask on. Oh, and okay. has latex gloves, and then there are uh, tape lines uh, at the checkout counters. Oh, um, wow. that that indicate six feet distance, like from the counter, and then from the last tape line. Oh wow! So you stand you you stand six feet apart to check out. Again, this is a lot more possible because there are so few people that that are in there at a time yeah. currently. Um, but and and then um, the two times that I've been in the store, especially the last time, uh, I saw the same person wiping the handles of the the beer coolers with Lysol wipes twice in one shopping trip. Like oh, wow. I saw them near the start of my shopping trip. I was probably in there 20 minutes and uh, I saw them doing the same thing when I came back out. So like, like, do, do I think that that that's going to stop the spread of everything? No. Cause there's, you know, yeah, stuff. Ha- I mean, germs find a way um, a, a lot of times, but it is um, it's nice having these visual cues, right? Yeah. Cause like, if I see you doing that, um, that makes me feel a little bit more okay that I've got something covering my covering my face, and it's totally an un like um, when when people are hiding their face, we're I think I don't know if it's biologically or culturally, we're just kind of conditioned to to think like that's weird, 
Yeah. And maybe this person's up to something, right? Like I got <laughs> right. a, basically a bandana across my face. So right. like I look like an old school cops and robbers <laughs> film. Um, but um, like when it's mutual, there's like some comfort in that, at least for me seeing that. Oh yeah. Um, like I, I would, I would feel self-conscious if I was the only one and everyone was like staring at me. But if everyone else is doing that, then I would feel much better and safer and less um, uh, terrified to be out in the open like that. Um, we, we also, uh, I know you don't want to plug people that don't pay us, but um, I think Horrocks should get plugged. Uh, they have, so Horrocks is a local marketplace that's like really, really cool. It's like, it's like Whole Foods, but not corporate, right? Just like a couple Michigan locations. Like trade is it more like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's? Um, I've never been to a Trader Joe's, but I, I kind of liken them to a um a mom and pop shop that did really, really well and kept expanding and kept expanding and is just a staple of the community. And as far as I know, I don't think that they have any other locations. Um, but it's 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 probably how, you know, Meyer started out in the twenties or wherever they, when sure. they started, right. Whereas just like a, a general store that became very, very popular. So, so this Horrocks is a very, very popular and you can kind of see like by the architecture of their building, they've just built on and built mm -hmm. on and built on like year after year, just because they've grown so much and, and it's, it's become such a beloved part of the um, community um that yeah it's it's it there's nothing chain about it you know there's it just it does feel 100 percent local yeah so what what are what are they doing that that makes you uh praise so them? so julie found out that they were doing curbside pickup uh you email them a list of your you email them your grocery list and then they have runners that go and um you know pick out the food for you yeah and then um they call you when it's all all ready and then they'll talk to you on the phone about hey we don't have this but we have that um so it's kind of like how shipped is um or, right. or whatever but um that worked out pretty good. So Julie put the list together and then she had to jump on a call. So she, she put the list together just before eight o'clock at night. And uh, she put my number on there cause she wasn't going to be available. And the woman at Horrocks called me and said, Hey, uh, I'm, uh, I got your, your stuff together. I got a couple of uh, things that we don't have and wonder if we can find, replacements for you and we sorted that out and uh, uh julie went and picked it up and um they uh they took my credit card information over the phone and just uh julie popped the hatch and they put it you know same thing as what you're talking about with kroger yeah and but, but they have to take payment from you because they can't pay, take payment over oh they they did Charge it over they, the phone. They charge it over the phone. So there's no contact. Right. And it was 
it was so uh it was like almost therapeutic you know and, and these aren't unique to horrocks but i associate them with horrocks their particular credit card machines and the 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 noises like the beeps yeah can you hear them in your head now that I'm mentioning it? Like the, I can, I can because we go there like two, three times a week for, for lunch when we're um, at the office, right? Right. So I'm giving her my my credit card information, and I, I finish doing that. She gets the security code, and then she's obviously running it, and it's silent. I'm not talking. She's not talking, and I can hear it. I can hear it clearly, and. I could close my eyes and I feel like I'm at that express checkout counter right in front of the, um, the, the gelato bar, right? right like it, right. it's, it's such a, like a state dependent thing. And I, I thought simultaneously, man, I really just want to be there right now. Instead I'm sitting here like in my three day sweatsuit <laughs> and with greasy hair. Yeah. But, um, but I was also like, how cool is this that like, we're just like, the, here's a company that's not, not built for this. Like right. Horrocks doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's a, it's an old school market and they're just, they're leaning into it partly because their customers are not going to come there. Many of them. Right. Uh, if they don't do it. So they're providing a service, but you know, I kind of, I kind of look at a lot of the things that are going on is like, this is really shitty at times. Um, it's like inconvenient at times. Uh, but there's a lot of good that I think not only that you see in people, but as far as like doing things differently and thinking about like, like, people in general might like having a contactless experience, right? Like yeah. maybe this encourages more places to have, um, you know, except uh, like Google wallet and, and Apple pay stuff. Right. Because oh, yeah. like less, less contact, maybe credit card companies in general are looking, I can't tell you how many times I've wiped you know, Lysol wiped a, a credit card in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, Cause I, I've my, I, I messed up my back a couple of times. So I've had to make a couple of like, pseudo emergency runs to the chiropractor and and they're still open or are they in like a limited like appointment only kind of so you drive over to the chiropractor it's isn't it crazy that everyone you instantly know that everyone has a different process now right oh yeah everyone's leading a, a different existence so i go over to the chiropractor i call and the, this protocol wasn't even placed at that point. I get to the parking lot. I call ahead. I was about five minutes early. I say, um, it, this, is, this is, again, how freeing protocol is when it's, you know it's in place. So I don't know the protocols in place. So I'm there five minutes early. So I call and I, I say, hey, this is Jeff. I'm about five minutes early. Is she running ahead? Is she running on time? Is she running a little bit behind? Um, and, and she, uh, the, the, so I get the front desk and the front desk is like, um, I don't know. She's about right on time. And there was a pause and I, and then I just went for it. I was like, 
all right, I'm going to stay out here. Can you give me a call when she's ready? Because then I'll wait for the previous patient to leave. She's got to uh, spray down her table and she's yeah. got to disinfect everything anyway is the, the protocol they have in place. Well, then two days later, I get an email because they've been sending out regular emails about what the process is going to be like. And they say, when you get here, you can call and, uh, and let us know that you're here. And then we'll, we'll come out and we'll wave you in when, uh, when it's your turn. So it's like this, this, this business is just trying to figure out how to be respectful of all, all of, not even respectful, but like, like try to get with the times, right? Like they, yeah. they have a vested interest in, in health and well-being. Um, but Fortunately for me, the the chiropractor is deemed essential. Yeah. So they're staying open while dentists are closed and right, you know, right. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I wonder if you informed their practice by your behavior the previous time, and they're like, "Hey, that's actually a pretty good idea. Everyone has their own personal waiting room, and and like you said, um, maybe in the future, people want to do that, and and people dig that, and they." <laughs> You know, they can uh, sit and listen to their XM radio or, or play Bejeweled um, on their phone and um, just come in when it's time to come in instead of all sitting in a, um, in a collective spot. You know, I can't, I think this is going to cause a lot of um, anxiety, like even when this is all over, um, about being in close proximity to a bunch of strangers, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I looked at a picture of, a bunch of us at a baseball game, you know, um, that came up in like recent memories. And I looked at that and just, it, it made me cringe. Like, oh my God, look at all those people sitting on top of each other. That's just wrong, you know? And it's, it's um, I don't know if we're going to go back to the old way of life so easily, right? Because this is kind of a jarring experience to like, um, to live through. You know, it's not like, um, you know, the hurricane season where you, uh, you know, you, you bunker down and ride it out and then you go back out and you try to resume your life. This is like, hey, if you, if you go outside right now and someone coughs in your face, you could die. And then everyone you love could also die as a result. Um, that's, you know, that's traumatic. That's, that's a really, um, it's a different way of life. And I don't, I don't know that we're going to just pick back up like nothing happened, you know, whenever it is that this is lifted, you know, the, the stay at home order and the, and the, um, the safety precautions, right? Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I think so many folks are, are, um, and myself included, we're, we're heightened because we have to be, right? Yeah. We're, in a, we're reminded of it constantly. Everywhere we go looks different. And so we behave differently. Um, even, you know, my experience, you, you said I might have informed the practice of the office, yeah, uh, the chiropractic office. But uh, when I went in there one time, like everyone was staying six feet away cause, and, and I looked at people and I didn't think it was strange um, because we're all doing it, right? The masks, we're all doing it. But you take your mask off, I'm a lot less likely to keep mine on, right? Yeah, right. 
it, you know, if, if uh, uh, a group of 15 of us go to a baseball game and uh, I show up with my baseball mitt in uh, my hand and everyone else has theirs with them, I'm taking it with me out of the car, right? right. When we, when we carpool over, if I don't see anyone else has it there, I'm, I'm much more likely to keep it on my front seat when I go, when I go. Right. So there is a social monkey see monkey do kind of thing with, with all of this that I think when this is lifted and we're encouraged even cause we're, we're encouraged to behave like this right now by, um, I think we're all being, because there's at least a, a medium grade of fear up to like a really high grade of fear in everyone. Yeah. Um, we're listening to lawmakers and we're doing what we're told, right? Um, what happens when we're told like, okay, go back to normal life, right? Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think that there's some behaviors that will never go away. I think that there's some behaviors that we learned are like, Hey, I kind of like doing it this way. And I'm going to, con- I'm going to by choice continue to do it. And then I think that there's some, you know, you're gonna have to make a choice. Like, are you, are you never going to go see Garth Brooks again? Or are you going <laughs> to, you're going to go do it? Are you going to, or, or is, uh, uh, do you have friends in, in low places and you just got to get there? Well, I mean, yeah, for Garth, I think you risk uh, um, choking in a pool of your own blood eventually because he's just that good. Um, but anything else, probably not, you know. But speaking of the, um, the good things, and you're saying like, oh, you know, there are some good things that, you know, may come out of this, and, and you've seen some good um, in the public as a whole. What are, what are some of the good things you've taken from this time with your family and, and this, this forced um, quarantine, the four of you getting way more time together than um, you previously got? My youngest son will turn, will turn two in nine days. And in this time, in these couple of weeks, spending every day with him, I can, I've, I've really appreciated seeing him just change socially, right. And grow. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much there and I've been, th- I've been thinking about that. Part of it is he's almost two and language development starts to pop and, right. and everything like that. But um, he went from not really speaking in uh, sentences to stringing like quite a few together. Uh, now is that just he was going to hit that stride anyway at that point in time? Maybe. Is it because I'm spending more time with him and he's not at school and I'm at at an office building and we're spending half of our days apart and then you know a vast majority of the part that that we do spend together he's sleeping and I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um. So so it's really cool with with uh, with my with both sons, but, but especially with my youngest son at that point in time, he's all, he's also his, I feel so fortunate that we have uh, more than one kid and not three kids <laughs> Be- because more than one kid means that the, 
if you only have one kid, I, I, what's, what's one kid going to do with two adults right now? Like, right. it's just, it dry. It would, I, we would deal, you know, you go with it, but I just, it, I've just been thinking how perfect it is that these two at this point in their life are the best of friends and continue to, to be better friends the next day. Uh, they're, they're also getting in way more trouble than they normally do. Like they're, they're, they're thick as thieves. Right they're, now they're getting in trouble together and not getting in yes. trouble because they're messing with each other. Like my kids who are bored right. and trying to pick fights. <laughs> they, they've started doing this thing where, uh, uh, either and sometimes it's it's the youngest uh the youngest or the, usually the oldest will they have like this nonverbal cue where they look at each other at the dinner table and then as soon as both of us are distracted or focused on something else they're gone they've ran off and we don't know where they're at in the house <laughs> like mid, mid meal mid meal they they just ninja on us <laughs> and it's it's uh it's frustrating in the moment but it's it's times like this where they you know it's it's after bed and you know I'm I'm unpacking my day and I'm I'm just like I appreciate those little monsters. Um, but you you have to laugh at that, right? You like as you know as much as you want to like discourage the the devious behavior and stuff. And hey, we're you know when we eat, there are certain manners that are involved. But it's freaking hilarious, kind of you know like. They're, this is the kind of thing that they're going to look back, um, you know, when they're telling their kids or grandkids about, you know, the, the great quarantine of, of 2020, and they're going to remember these days and, and this um, mischievousness that they've grown up together with. That the memory thing is something I, I've been thinking about. This is one of the, this ranks up there with 9-11 for me as far as just like the immediate impact. Cause I remember, I remember being impacted in the moment. That yeah. one was like a flash, right? Yeah. Like just a memory in a flash and then life was never the same after it. Right. This one is more like um, the, the slowest, it's the opposite. It just, it, it's just slowly descending like a slow moving weather front. Right. Yeah. And the, you know, we, we heard about coronavirus back in December, January, and heard about what was going on in China and that, you know, that was, that was awful. And then we heard like, Hey, it's, it's making its way around the world. It's, uh, but the, um, the world health organization was slow to call it a pandemic. And then all it's, it's at our doorstep, but it's not in Michigan. It's, in on the coasts and uh and then you know i'm i'm watching a hockey game on what was it march the 11th and you were in grand rapids yeah march the 11th right and that's when they during an intermission of the hockey game they were like yeah this utah jazz player has has coronavirus and and then, you know, we were, that's when it really hit me. I think we had, pro- I'm, I'm probably messing up my timeline a little bit. Like, I think Whitmer's uh, um, first, like, like 
state of emergency declaration was earlier in the day, maybe on that Wednesday. It was about five. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's when it hit me when I was sitting by myself and watching this and I was like, man, I'm not going to go anywhere for a while. Cause at that point it was like self-imposed. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't going to go anywhere. And to see, to see like attitudes and policy change with the day, every day it was like, we got an update even right now. Like, um, the, the co- the face covering things, what, uh, I think the, the announcement was yesterday, the, the CDC said if anyone going out in public, uh, we recommend that you, that you do that. Right. So it's right. like, I don't know. And, and for a person that appreciates like agile design and like, like iterating on things over time, part of me just thinks it's like, it's really cool to see like us as humans be um, vulnerable and honest that this is something that we've never dealt with before. And to have like the best faith that, that, uh, that folks are going to figure stuff out. Um, uh, It's nice. It's, it's also nice. I was talking to my friend who's in Iowa saying that their governor is just out to lunch and like, they don't feel safe because there's not like, uh, um, all of these, um, you know, policies and, and, um, mandates coming down from, from the executive branch. Um, so in a way I do feel fortunate not to make this too political, but, um, regardless of what side of things that you're on in situations like this, having the government, um, look out for the, for the public good, and and make clear definitive statements on how we should act and then like do that in conjunction with the medical community and 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 everything like that like we are in a in a place where um even though everyone's still scared um there is a little bit more stability i think sure um in in that but um again i want to i want to pull out of that i just i i think that it's it's cool. The last little bit here, it, it's been like people hating other people that they've never met before because of their politics, right? Sure. And like with this, it's just like it, it's nice to have a, um, uh, you know, a more important thing to worry about, I guess. Um, I, I don't wish this on anyone, especially those that are suffering, um, uh, from it. And, um, those that are suffering because, uh, uh their loved ones are suffering from it. Right. Um, people that they know and, and even people they don't know. Right. And like just seeing the, um, the tallies, um, the daily tallies continue to increase and not slow down at all. Right. Um, many of those are, are strangers and it's terrifying and it's, um, um, it's incredibly depressing. You know, the, um, it's funny that you mentioned the, the day of the 11th, because that's, you know, that's the day that a group of us were at a conference preparing, you know, you know, setting up everything, um, to, um, participate in the conference the next day, the 12th. And, you know, we 
our mindset heading out um, uh, to this conference was just like, well, we don't know a lot right now, and, and yeah, it looks pretty bad, but um, you know, maybe we'll just, you know, let's just get through this couple of days and, and kind of see how it goes. And throughout that day, you know, we, we left early in the morning, and throughout the day, it, the news got progressively worse and worse just in that day because like, you know, at, you know, we're just before lunchtime, we get a message saying, oh, did you see that Michigan State is closing down all of its buildings and switching to online for the rest of the year? Oh, wow, that's, cr that's crazy. And then another school and another school. And then there was the governor's um, press conference around 5 p.m. saying like, hey, no, no congregations of people greater than 100, I believe it was at the mm -hmm. time. And then um, it got to the point where we were sitting in our hotel lobby with this giant TV behind us with breaking news every, it seemed like every, yeah. it, it, was, it, was, it was comedic in its timing because it was like NBA cancels the rest of the season. And that's when like, it really hit me hard. Like they would not forego hundreds of millions of dollars if this wasn't a big deal. And then, you know, March Madness canceled. And then friggin' Tom Hanks, you know, <laughs> um, that was kind of like the the final straw when you when you take Forrest Gump. So it the day started out very like, okay, well, you know, we don't we don't know a lot. We'll just kind of see how it goes to guys, we're going home. We're going to get up early in the morning and we're just gonna go home. And like I've I've never felt such a 180 from just fine to being terrified in in one day you know so that that was when i became like hyper um sensitive to you know taking in news and getting as much information as i can because like you know prior to that i was like okay i want to be um informed but not scared to you know continue to live my life to just like straight up fear and like, wait a minute, if, if they're going to cancel NBA, why are we sitting here at a conference coming into contact with a bunch of people for what, you know, to what end, you know, in the long run? So that was like a, a major turning point for me. And that, you know, that's really almost a month ago now. And that Saturday morning, I went out to Meyer, got a big, you know, stockpile of groceries as big as I could get. And then um, that was the last time I was out, out of the house, you know? So it, I, you know, I, I sort of went all the way into kind of fear mode and, and um, protection mode. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, none of the news has, has alleviated any of that really. I think, you know, some of the things that you were saying and, and even some of the things I was, you know, reading today as we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what our next, you know, food attempt is going to be and reading well Meyer has has put in um plexiglass between its cashiers and and the people um you know in line and then they're doing a similar thing with like the the spaced out uh markings on the floor you know six feet apart yep. um limiting the amount of people who can be in any aisle at one time putting directional arrows down the aisles so that it's you know you know very very one way you're not going to cross a bunch of people so that I think makes me feel better. And in hearing your experience at your, you know, at your uh, shop makes me feel a little bit better, but um, you know, the news is not helping me 
you know, and usually like the, the, the mindless comedy that I turn to, to kind of just um, unwind has now become a, you know, major news sources, right? Because even like, like Jimmy Kimmel and David Spade and, you know, the daily show, it's all about this and all about the, you know, inept um, leadership decisions and, you know, this and that, that you just can't really escape it right now, you know? And, you know, I always feel like a very, um, I've always tried to be a really positive, energetic person and stuff. And it's really hard to kind of, kind of go back to that right now because I'm still soaking everything in. I'm still trying to like um, navigate day to day what I think is best to do, you know? It's, it's like this really weird space of like, um, you know, I think about, um, you, were, you were, you know, talking about uh, 9-11, you know, and I agree with that. Um, but I was also thinking about like World War II when, you know, a lot of your neighborhood was like, you know, sent off to, you know, to, to fight in, in, in the war or even like the, um, you know, the, the draft and, and Vietnam and, and everything like that. It's, it's things that, you know, to us growing up seemed so foreign and like, oh, wow, the olden days were messed up and not having any connection to any, anything that is like a global situation because we'd never lived through anything like that that was sustained you know, for a longer period of time, you know, than 9-11, right? So there's, there's just this, this weird um, somberness to how I've been, been feeling and, and I don't know how to honor like the, um, the positive. I mean, I try, I really try to model that for, you know, the kids and my wife and my family. And, you know, I've been, um, you know, picking one person every night to reach out to, whether it's an, you know, an email, someone I haven't talked to in a while, or, you know, pick up the phone and, and call someone. Um, I've been trying to do that. But at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm always like sort of holding at bay these like, tremendous fears of like what is going to happen you know mm -hmm. i i can appreciate that that's how you feel and there's 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 periods of that for me too um but i can honestly tell you it, like not periods but like i think i'm Stretches. feeling i'm feeling everything and that i'm feeling everything that you're feeling but i'm not feeling it to like the extent that you're feeling. I think it, a little bit of it is like, um, just we're built differently. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine being with just the people in this house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. For an extended period of time. And I, um, I don't have, I don't, I don't maintain a ton of contact with a bunch of other people. So if, if, if anything, them reach like more people have been reaching out to me to do video chats. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I don't have to go. I don't have to go anywhere. I can, yeah. I can talk to you for 30 minutes. And I don't I have say, to wear oh, pants. My battery is going to die soon. Um, maybe I should go. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's a little bit extreme. But um, I, I don't know. Like, it's helped me to slow down. Like, if, if anything, my mind's not. I mean, we, we, we work at the same place. Yeah. We know we know that um, work has picked up for us as, yeah. as things have closed down. 
um, were our organizations rushing in to help. Um, you know, not to go too much into that, but I, um, I'm really happy with with the work that that we're doing. It is whiplash, and there is some times where I'm I'm bummed out by it um, because not bummed out, but like weighed down because there's just so much to do, and and you feel that anxiety that like you're letting people down. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I've I really appreciated. Um, I was sitting there on March 11th. And all by myself at night, only one awake in the house, the only one aware that, that the world was going to be different the next morning. Yeah. Because everyone else went to sleep before. I mean, Julie knew about the governor's stuff, but didn't know that I, I wasn't going to go to the conference. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, man, like, I don't want to go play my hockey playoffs next weekend but I do want to go play that. Like if they're having those, those, those playoffs, I want to play. Right. Um, but I don't, I, I don't want to be part of the problem. Like I was already aware at that point, like I, I need to stay away. And I think it's probably a similar thought that you had of like, I don't want to be at this conference. Yeah. I shouldn't be at this conference. They, the governor just said no groups more than a hundred and there's thousands of people here. Right. And initially because people around you had to make decisions quickly. The conference didn't know what to do. Right. Um, and uh, they, you know, it seemed like things were going to go on as usual. Our organization didn't know what to do. And so they were trying, they were thinking that the conference was going to go on as usual and were pre- preparing as such. Yeah. And so the priorities were like two people, um, like individuals with names yeah, that represented time. organizations that they knew. It wasn't, um, priorities weren't to the people, like, like globally, right. like as, 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 you know, wellness goes. And the wave is switched to where I think like, like I'm better able to be decisive about my decision-making now. Um, uh, I look back and I was like, why was I even like contemplating um, going possibly going to this game and feeling torn at all because I wanted, I wanted both things, right? Like I haven't had to make a lot of tough choices in my life where I had to pick um, a, a road to go. And my example is going to a fucking hockey game. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I found like, so I had made peace with it. Um, I had some t- time. I, I was checking the, the rinks website to see like, like, other rinks were closing down and other businesses were shutting down. I was like, still thinking, man, that, that one didn't do it. So they're probably going to be open. Um, but then within, I want to say within 48 hours, I had made the decision and was at peace with, I'm not going, I'm going to let the boys down and so be it. Like I gotta, yeah. I gotta be principled and I gotta do what I want. I gotta do. Yeah. Um, and it feels, and it feels like, um, the the social norms that were still kind of hanging about up until a certain point um, were still playing in in a lot of people's um, minds, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I know that um, we shouldn't be congregating, but I also know that my church is ha- open for service, and if I miss church, then I'm, you know, um, you know, uh, 
what am I overreacting or, you know, my uh, soccer game or, or, or any of those things. And I think that there is a little bit of comfort in not having to make that choice, right? Because they're not being put in the position to say like, um, okay, this is going to be open and um, you have to decide, is it worth it? And not having to make that choice anymore because of the stay at home order and everything like that. But it's, you know, that choice, I think is where a lot of discomfort and anxiety started, you know, Mm -hmm. on top of everything else. I, I agree 100%. And I, and I really appreciate that um, uh, businesses and governments have recognized that, that that tension exists for people. And that um, they, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, it's, it's great that businesses have decided to shut down. Right. And then, and then the government was like, well, for those that haven't decided to proactively shut down, you need to now. Um, to take those decisions out of people's hands. Because when you're looking from a a public safety standpoint, you've, you've got to take the, 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 the decision out of people's hands because that tension is always going to be there. And there's always going to be people that um, decide, I'll go ahead and say it, decide selfishly over like what's for the greater good. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so for public safety, it's great that they shut it down. Yeah. Um, But think think about those people who, um, were had to be, you know, before everything was shut down, had to make the choice to like, well, if I don't work, I don't get paid and I don't eat and I don't right. pay my rent and stuff like that. And so it's like putting them in this moral dilemma too of like, okay, you know, I know that I shouldn't go, but my boss is expecting me to be there and I need that payment, you know, I need mm-hmm. that paycheck. So it's, and, you know, I know, um, you know, my, uh, my, my in-laws have been in that situation where they had to go into work when it was unsafe because, you know, their places of employment incorrectly deemed themselves as essential because they right. were not anywhere close to being essential. But because there was so much gray area in that, um, you know, that they, they, they were getting away with it. And then when that order um, came about, well, now you're not getting paid at all, right? So it's like, I, I get that, like that tension of like self-preservation and, and, you know, for your family, but also like the greater good of the, the community, you know? And, and, and to be clear, when I'm talking about selfish, I'm, I'm talking about like assholes like me who might go to a hockey game, right? Like, like that, oh, is, oh, yeah. that is a selfish decision. Um, uh, this livelihood is a different different cause entirely and so like again that's why that's why organizations that are bigger than individuals need to do the individuals a favor and 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 protect them from them themselves um but you're right like in in a lot of cases like there are a lot of people that um uh, were employed three four weeks ago that are no longer employed yeah, uh, because the businesses can't survive with this kind of stuff. Um, and you know what? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's messed up from from this. Um, Julie was in a similar situation where um, uh, at first she was labeled essential and needed to report to the building. Um, she went in one day, the first day, and said, "This is my last day." Um, like for 
until this is all over. Yeah. I'm working remote for the rest of the time. Um, and then like her boss was like, oh, okay, yeah. So it was like, like all she had to do is, is say, I'm not doing this and I can work remote. <laughs> right. it, and, and, and then they just say, oh, okay. Yeah, and they, like, okay, so why didn't they just do that in the beginning, you know? But, but like, like, you know, our, our organization at first deemed you essential to stay at that conference. And, and then eventually, like, like within hours, you know, with, with you talking and, and obviously them talking with other people, um, you know, they, they realized that um, they weren't going to do that anymore. Um, but also the conference decided that no one was going to participate or they were going to offer a a virtual option for the next day. Right. Um, and then, and then the Friday they were going to have it be all virtual. Uh, and then eventually they just, they just canceled. Right. Like, well, and that's how quick everything happened too. Right. Because like the, the, the stance to it, um, 8am on, and my own personal stance about it at 8am on, on the 11th and 8pm is 180 degrees different, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just, it was so rapidly evolving that um, it, it changed the world in the span of 12 hours, yep. at least, you know, my world, your world. Yeah. 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 I mean, people in Italy were already, uh, <laughs> already in the, um, you know, in it and in, in China was uh, um, on the downside of it. Right. Right. Um, right. I, I think that there's something like, it's become acceptable for um, minds to change. Yeah. And um, uh, we've, bec- we've become accepting that like, like we're going to find out more. Like, like um, being accepting that conditions will change is a skill that's valuable always, is a mindset that's valuable always. Yeah. Um, you know, when I look back on um, uh, work that I did, like, like I was looking at, I was looking at some courses that I built um, uh, three years ago. Yeah. And, and like, I was looking at them this week and, and I thought, man, that's where I was at three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, not like, like, like judgmental or anything but like it's okay that that's where i was at three years ago and that i'm i'm at where i'm at now yeah um i mean i'm going back to politics again but like like we hold people at their word to where like if they if they did some if they said or whatever i mean if you killed someone you should be remembered for being a murderer for right. forever right um but like conditions do change life is fluid you, get, you can get real meta about that, right? It's yeah. like we need to we need to have grace and understanding and work through things together as they become more clear or more muddled and then more clear again. And we have to know that our ignorance of yesterday wasn't wasn't all for naught. It got us to our knowing for today, right. just as much as we need to keep in mind that what we know today isn't isn't the whole truth and that the truth is not a, a static thing that right. it, it, it ebbs and flows and, and, and morphs and, and time is fleeting. We, we need to know that we don't always think of that because when things are relatively safe and normal and we um, you know, we hit the grind for 
for decades at a time and 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 we come to expect that we're always going to have a job and under whatever circumstances we choose that um that we're going to have a healthy family that like you know looking ahead um i'm going to watch my my children graduate from from high school and from college and have great great jobs and um be be happy and um have families of their own right and none of that is guaranteed and none of that is none of that is known and so like like living in that i've been living in the moment a lot and and just like like allowing that moment to be fleeting and allowing my mind to change um it's made me more like calm in my relationships with my kids and my my wife a little bit of like like i can't control everything so if the kids are running away at, at dinner time and um and sneaking off like it's okay to be frustrated but then it's it it's important that i i i, I recognize that like i'm not going to be able to guarantee 15 minutes of of sitting and eating everything that's on a kid's plate all the time right so i don't know i don't i don't know if i'm even making any sense but like i feel I won't go as far as to say I feel a calm mm-hmm. because of all of this, but I do feel like I'm I'm moving slower and I'm um not as things are simplified. Yeah. Um I don't have as many options or like like I don't have the tension of decisions over things that really it doesn't matter whether I pick A or B. Um I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm appreciating when I can go out for a bike ride and I'm appreciating like getting to play out in the backyard. I got a lot more backyard than you do. Yeah. Um, And it's a lot easier to be calm when you don't have neighbors on top of you. (laughs) Uh, True. True. Although I haven't very seen many neighbors lately. Um, It's it's weird. It's a weird time. And I will acknowledge that like, I, I don't want to make you like quarantine because I don't think that we should live like this. Like if, if, if I, if I knew that this is what life was going to be like forever, um, I might have a different outlook than, than what I have right now. But I believe strongly that this is not going to be a forever thing. It might be a year thing. And that might be a real struggle to do that for, for a whole calendar year. But in the, in these early, early stages, and maybe it's mid, I don't, that's, that's, that's the thing too. And, and there is some beauty in that. Like, like, are we near the middle of this? Are we near the end of this? Are we only beginning? Yeah. Um, we don't know and we don't control it. And we need to find out together day by day. So, so I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, keep, keep working on the projects at work that, that are, that are, I feel like I'm being helpful in, mm-hmm. in, in doing it. Um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the time with my kids and um, I'm going to save gas money. <laughs> I haven't driven in like a month and um, yeah. <laughs> I've been buying so many things. I bought a smartwatch. Did you? Um, yeah, I, I don't have it yet, but like for all for all the steps that you're not taking, I'm actually so um, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of biking in. 
Uh, oh, good. I'm getting, a lot, I'm getting more steps per day than I do on a normal day. Uh, because, because you're being deliberate about it. Well, I, um, so 11.30 comes and I wrap up my work and I get upstairs uh, about quarter to noon and we have uh, lunch every day with, with the kids right around noon. Mm-hmm. And with kids, you have to be, especially really young kids like mine, you have to be more structured about, uh, about everything, right? So there's no working through lunch for me. Um, I go up there, we get, we get lunch ready, we eat lunch, and then we go outside for an, uh, an hour if it's nice. And I'm, I'm walking all around the backyard. Um, you know, I've got three acres. Like, yeah. so we go back in the woods and, and, and then sometimes a hockey game breaks out. Sometimes we're playing catch um, or doing all sorts of activity. Lately, it's been, um, they've got a little Tykes basketball hoop that they've been Ooh. playing with. Um, but I'm moving a ton. Like my, my step count has got me like, like at 2000 calories burned a day. Um, and, and who knows how, ac- I mean, it's not necessarily accurate, but um, that's, that's how much I'm moving. So yeah. it's like, like, I don't do that when I'm in the office because <laughs> I'm just responsible for myself. Right. 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 And I, I don't want to walk around in a freaking neighborhood. Um, but when it's my kids, like I want to go outside and play. Um, yeah. because primarily because it's good for them to move. And I'm thinking about that all the time. Um, you know, there's a lot to worry about, but there, there's also just like a lot to be, to be grateful about. And I think a lot of it comes down to just your mindset about it. Like, are you going to give yourself grace that like not everything's going to be perfect and things are going to be different and you're just going to try to, um, you know, make the best of a kind of, I mean, a really crappy situation or, you know, are, are you going to try to control things that you can't control? Are you going to get upset about that? I'm oversimplifying it because like everyone's conditions are different, man. Like I don't even know um, what all of your siblings and um, family in-laws, you know, like if someone's hurting right now um, that, you know, it affects you right? Oh yeah. Um, of course. and, and so I, I would never tell you to, um, like to think all positive about this. Um, but I will make the case for, there is a lot of value in this helping to change our eye level and consider what's important and who we want to be. Because I think that to me, that's coming out for me it is like I get to think about things and I do have choices even when I don't think I have choices. And I, I wanted to come back to that. Like I had made my, my, my peace with like, I had made my decision like that I needed to stand on principle. And I'm, I was so glad that before I heard that the playoffs were canceled that I had made the choice not to go yeah, and had even told people on my team. It was like, Hey guys, I know it's a week and a half off and things could change. I just want you to know I'm not going. And I was glad that I didn't have to wait for someone for like government or the building or something like that to like put me in a situation where I was going to try to have my cake and eat it too. 
Right. Because I think that the reason why people are talking about, you know, the Great Depression and World War II and, and, and Vietnam and stuff like that is because hard choices, and this is not, I'm not calling mine a hard choice, mm-hmm. but, but making, making choices on principles um, reveals a part of your soul, like to others and to yourself. And it's, it's important, it's cathartic to have that opportunity um, to step out of like your skin for a moment, like you're, you're, um, you know, we're used to doing whatever we, we damn well please. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think I'm going to be better off for it. Like there's, there's moments where I've, we've been up in Traverse city and I've made Julie come home early because I wanted to be able to have family time up North, but I want to be able to come down and play a hockey game too. Right. Like, right. And it, it, that's not important. Like, like make a choice, stick with it and, and stop adding undue stress to, to, to your life because of it. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, if your if your choice is like, man, I'm, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work because I gotta make uh, money in it and I'm labeled it as, as essential. Like everyone else has to make the right choice to insulate you. So like, if you, if you need, my sister works at U of M hospital and is pregnant she has to go into work. Yeah. Um, uh, I really appreciate that anyone that's not essential and, um, you know, visitors to the, I, I know it's really tough. Um, and, and she's pregnant right now and she's worried that she's going to deliver a baby alone. Right. Um, because of the same policies that she's being protected by. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but these, these are important things for us to experience because if, it, when we when we when we make those choices, um, we we understand going forward how to how to have a spine, how to how to be confident in our in our gut. Um, and I feel like you made a choice like that too before um, uh, before things were canceled and everything like that. You stood up and you said, "This is not right. Yeah, um, we don't feel safe. We want to go home." Yeah, didn't it feel good to be the one making the choice? Like that you made that choice for yourself before you didn't wait, play a wait and see game. You knew in your, in your gut what was right. And yeah, you had some quibbling back and forth because who wouldn't have a tension there between like all of the factors going on, but like being able to, to, um, to, to make a principled decision, I got to think felt good and, and changes you in a, in a little bit of way. Yeah. I, I, yes. And the, um, you know, I think that there was a fear that there was going to be, you know, and just those, you know, those social norms and societal pressure. Um, what, uh, you know, I was fearful that, you know, we were going to have that conversation and say, um, Hey, we're not feeling comfortable. And, and there was going to be some, some backlash on it, you know, but, you know, that conversation, um, you know, I felt very cared for as a person and um, said, okay, we're going to bring you home. Let's, you know, let's, let's get you home, you know, do what, do what you ever had, what you had to do after that felt good. And, you know, and I heard from our leadership after the fact saying, Hey, thank you guys for bringing that to my attention. You know, I, you know, had you not said anything, we wouldn't have known how serious it was and how, um, you know, 
vehemently opposed to being there you were um and of course you know we want we want you know we want to put our people first always so mm-hmm. you know thank you for 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 saying something but um you know there i think there was a little bit of fear going into that conversation and you know it was fortunately unfounded fear but um you know it 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 did feel great that it was met with such um uh overwhelmingly um people first uh sentiment mm-hmm. and and then to have that further validated by you know the course of action that the state that the the nation has taken since then proved that proved to be the right thing for us to do you know so that was um you know, I'm not living in regret of like, oh man, how many people did we get exposed to by making the choice to stay that day? You know, it, had we made that choice. So I, I do think that there is, there is some um, positive feelings toward having, having had uh, made that decision. So for sure, I do that. And, you know, to, to kind of circle back to, you know, what you were saying about um, of course, nobody wants to be in this situation right now. Nobody wants to wish harm on anyone else. But as long as we are in this situation, looking for the beauty in it and looking for the um, the positives, um, there has you know, with my kids, the age that they are, so much of our life, you know, up until this point um, in this like school year particularly, has been work and then come home eat, soccer practice, um, basketball practice, games, homework. And then it, there's so much of it that you're just trying to get through the week, you know, and mm-hmm. you're, you're almost, you know, in autopilot, um, just survival mode, getting through the week. Well, now that we're actually in a survival mode, you know, <laughs> where we're trying to secure food for our families when it's, when it's, you know, not as readily available, um, you know, we have slowed down, like you were saying, and um, I do find myself and, you know, my wife and I together um, thinking about how blessed we are that a paycheck is still coming in and I don't have to leave the house when right. so many people we know um, don't have that luxury, right? Mm-hmm. And anything that we are, um, you know, feeling um you know un you know uneasy about or anxious about um other than securing food you know for our family we don't have a lot to 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 worry about compared to so many other people and and recognizing that and and feeling like and and I think you know you and I, you and I have talked about this before where we know that we have only five more years before my son is 18 and probably off to college and stuff. So really like cherishing this time that we have the four of us as a family unit in one house, you know, that's, that's his childhood and my daughter's childhood, you know, as siblings together, you know, sharing a, sharing a space, um, you know, we are given the gift of um, togetherness right now and we're, because we don't have to rush off to a game a couple of towns over Mm -hmm. at night, we can sit and we, you know, we've played board games together. We've, you know, had movie nights and made popcorn and just, you know, watched a movie that we've 
already seen before, but we pretend it's a movie theater. My daughter makes tickets for us, like fake movie <laughs> tickets that she hands out that we have to, you know, to turn in before we can go sit on the couch. Um, stuff like that we've done a lot of, and I'm thankful for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, if there's anything positive to take away from this situation is I get to be with the people that I love the most 24 seven for God knows how long. Right. And there are worse things than that, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I do feel um, grateful and blessed when I stop and think about that stuff. And, and, you know, I do often um, because it is a, it is a scary um, time that nobody kind of knows how to react to and everyone it's kind of like the wild wild west everyone is renorming everyone is figuring you know just like horrocks is trying to figure out how to continue business in this new environment we find ourselves in we are all daily having those challenges of like okay what does this mean for me now when i go to the chiropractor how do i navigate that situation and so i feel good about the the family time right now that we get that we're talking we're hanging out yes everyone is getting on each other's nerves at times but there are far more smiles than there are frowns and given everything that's going on outside of this house and you know in the world that's that's a blessing Mm -hmm. to be able to say that right so you know i i honestly if they waved a magic wand and everything was gone and we could go back to life as normal tomorrow. I'd be up for that. Right. I Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, just want this to be over with, but I will look back at this time, hopefully, you know, if, as long as everything continues to, um, you know, we continue to stay safe and everything like that, but I'll look back at this time as like, what did we do? You know, what, what, what are my kids going to say to their kids like, oh, hey, remember that time where like the whole country was locked up in their houses for nine months because, you know, you know, they, uh, because of this virus and they're like, oh yeah, you know what? We played card games. We did this. And, you know, it's one of those stories that is going to be passed down for generation to generation. And, um, you know, like you said, um, what will we say that we did during this time? Right. You know, we know like, you know, from work, I feel, I feel, um, you know, very proud of the work that we're doing to help contribute um, in ways that we can, but also like to my family, um, what will they remember of this time? Will they remember Mm -hmm. it as being a scary time where, you know, you can't leave your house or will they remember it? The, the snuggles on the couch and the, and the board games and the, um, you know, the makeshift obstacle course in the basement that they set up. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I hope that they take away from this. And, and for that, um, I do like that aspect of the quarantine. Not that I like being quarantined, but right. all of the positives that, you know, I can look toward, I, 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 I am grateful for those. This was the easiest one to, <laughs> to get you to, to like, it seems like you're just all about quarantine. Well, you know, I think um, <laughs> throughout the conversation, you know, I the, the, the easiest things and the most, I think, um, sensational things to talk about are the things that are negative and are, you know, that's, and 
really like I want to know personally, how are you going out in the world and going to the grocery store? And then, you know, how does that process work for you? Because I have nothing to compare my experience to right now. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, starting from that point, which which is really fear-based and then kind of, you know, hearing about how you're actually getting more exercise now than you were before and spending deliberate time in the backyard with the boys and, you know, playing hockey and and doing that kind of stuff and um, getting into the mindset where you have, you know, made the decision, I'm not going to go, even if this is an option to go. Um, There's a lot of power in that. There's a lot, you know, that helps frame your mindset for this whole situation because if you're not going to your playoff game you're definitely not going um you know to the bar for happy hour you're definitely not mm-hmm. going to um you know some kid's stupid birthday party you didn't want to go to anyway you know it's um i think throughout the course of the conversation um i did find myself keep going back to those positive things and the kind of the heartwarming things that have happened just by circumstance of us all being together 24 seven, you know? So mm. yeah, I, I, you know, I gotta say thank you um, for helping point me in that direction and to say like, look at this, this sucks and nobody knows what's going on and nobody knows how long it's going on for, but look at all of these good things that, we're doing for our families. Look at all the good things that we're doing for um, the people we serve, you know, through our organization. And, you know, that is important to continue to come back to, you know, again and again and again. So thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I hope, uh, I obviously hope it, it's shorter than, than it is, you know, long. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I hope, I think everyone's got to, everyone's got to be okay with this somehow. Um, And it's okay to be not okay sometimes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I think um, uh, finding those okays throughout the day is, Mm -hmm. is a good, is a good win. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Have you been keeping a hat on your desk too? Like in case in case your hair is not looking good you know what it is man i'm i'm in the basement it is cold down here oh. so i uh, you know every every meeting i'm in i've got a sweatshirt a hoodie um a, a hat um mittens sometimes it's just it's cold yeah to warm up a little bit so yeah. <laughs> i've got uh, i i figured out why so many uh of uh our colleagues keep a keep a blanket on their lap all the time oh yeah you wrap your feet in that and, and, uh, and then I got uh, the radiator right down here. So I just, my feet are pressed against the radiator all the time. Oh, nice. You, see, the, the quarantine helping me be a better remote employee. <laughs>